Welcome to episode three of the Dealers Compressed podcast. I'm your host, Paul J. Daly, and we are going to talk about margin compression in the automotive industry and what we can do to combat it. Again, this series is a creative rendition of Dale's book, Like I See It. I guess I don't want to call it a rendition. It's more of a presentation of the information. And we made it just to help this dealership community get better. There's no ask on the other side. Just wanted to get Dale's message out and the message that we truly believe in, uh, which is that the dealership model should be able to deliver an insanely good customer experience. And really, I like chapter two and three because they kind of get into some of the reasoning that customers have become dissatisfied with their dealership experience. And now that these new options are starting to show up, options like uh, Carvana and soon to be the dreaded Amazon entry to the automotive business if you're an auto dealer, um, really what we can do to prepare for those as dealership models because I personally, us Image Auto as an organization and Dale, why he wrote the book, he believes that the dealership model should be able to deliver the best customer experience. I mean, after all, these dealers are in the communities they serve. They are of the people they serve. They understand the landscape, the language, um, all of the little social nuances that are the case when you're doing business in a local market. So why shouldn't they be able to leverage that to deliver an amazing experience? They do have the technology available to deliver a great experience or at least a level playing field as every same playing field as everyone else. So from Dale's perspective and from mine, um, why can't we do that from the dealership level? So to get a little into the content, chapter two is called the quiet killer of the car business. And really Dale is addressing incentives, factory incentives. And, you know, I'm sure by it, you know, I'm sure by addressing them, he catches flack from manufacturers. And really I like his tone and his energy because he's trying to, again, like he always does, kind of pull up to 30,000 feet and saying, let's all take a good look at this together and see how it's really affecting the consumer experience. And as we all know, with a really refined consumer experience, um, we have to cater to it. So call it the Amazon effect, right? Because Amazon, that's why we have to do it. Because they've set a bar that everyone's used to um, everyone's used to now, and we have to cater to it as dealers. So that's chapter two, talking about factory incentive programs. Chapter three, uh, it's really about transparency. And you hear that word all the time in the retail sector, all the time as a, a max importance factor, whether that's transparency in pricing, whether that's transparency in company culture and company brand. Customers want authentic. Authentic is only effective if it's transparent. It's got to be honest. It's got to be true. So let's talk about incentive programs for a minute. Incentive programs, one of the main points is that manufacturers have incentivized just straight out crazy behavior at times by price on pricing by dealerships. Now, you can't blame them. Like these incentive programs on the new car side anyway, really incentivize the wrong behavior. They incentivize hitting a specific number of units, whatever that month is. And as you get closer to that number and the end of the month gets closer, it's more in the dealer's interest to close the deals necessary to reach that incentive because most times it's an F, it's it's to the effect of a profit or a loss. It's not just gravy like it used to be. And Dale talks about that in the book. It used to be just, hey, we could use this to invest in 
no more people or advertising, or sometimes it just goes in the owner's pocket. But now factory incentive money is a, is really the line between profitable and unprofitable so many times, like way more than it should be. And what that does is create pricing distrust. And you see all these, you know, single price models and these things, uh, programs rolling out where customers want to know that price is that they're not getting screwed. You know, this, the information shows and all the data shows us that when a customer goes to a dealership, they start that transaction with the feeling like, I know I'm probably going to get screwed. I just have to try to hedge myself as much as possible against that. So incentive programs have incentivized crazy price fluctuations on new cars because dealers are doing what they have to do to hit the incentive because they're doing what they have to do to be profitable and be faithful to their business and their people. And what it leads to is a customer who goes to one dealership and maybe he wants to buy a Grand Cherokee and he gets a price and then he goes down the street and dealer B is trying to hit their incentive and they're one deal away. So they're going to give it away. And so now that customer feels like, oh, well, dealer A was definitely trying to take advantage of me. And they're going to tell their friends and they're going to say, this is what I hate about the car business is that somebody's always trying to screw you. When in reality, both dealer A and dealer B were acting with integrity. So that is the environment that is just perpetuating that Dale's talking about in the factory incentive programs. And it's not a problem that only dealers can fix. If they could fix it, they would have fixed it. But they are, in essence, being held hostage by the programs that are really dictating profit and loss. And Dale is saying, hey, we need to look at this as an organization or as, a, as an industry, and we need to fix this together. So he's not hating. He's just saying, this is what it is. This is like I see it. Um, chapter three, he talks about... Um, transparency challenge like factories dealers fuzzy math like what is the actual price of the vehicle and honestly companies like true car and carvana and amazon have really capitalized on this fact that customers don't like to buy cars from dealers because of that feeling again that i'm probably being taken advantage of and the carvanas and the true cars and soon amazons will have established enough rapport with the retail public where they say, you know what, although this dealership's been in this community for a hundred years and gives more to charity than the next 15 businesses on the strip and does more for this community, aside from that, I still think they're trying to screw me. And this company Carvana looks like I can really trust them because they're friendly in their videos. It's a great experience online. And I can see they have a, a thousand reviews and this is what other people say. And again, that's how retail consumers are used to buying and trusting products. So, um, Again, that that bill is coming due. And if dealers don't get real, real focused on how to fix that really, really soon, it's going to build quickly. And so ways that dealers can do this, I mean, for me personally, I see this as a branding issue. Yes, the pricing has something to do with it, but in the end, the only thing a deal, like dealerships are a franchise, the only thing that they get to keep, that they get to own, that they will get to trade on is brand. And shifting that mindset to saying brand is what a consumer thinks when they hear my name, when they meet my staff, when they visit my website, when they walk on my lot is brand. You know, people are building personal brands today. And in business, we talk about just overall brand, but trade the word brand out and replace it with reputation. Dealers need to aggressively 
and intentionally build their reputation or their brand. They, Dale says, you know, the biggest opportunity he sees is for dealers to offer an individualized and pleasant experience. And how are they going to do that if they don't pay attention to it? How are they going to do that if they don't understand what the refined consumer preference is? We do have a lot of indicators, right? We're looking at Carvana. We're looking at we're looking at these and we're saying, okay, there are indicators that this is how customers want to buy. And so we really better double down on having them be able to buy a car the way they want to buy it, not the way we want to sell it or we have historically sold it. And they need to know this is our thing. This is our promise to them. This is our brand message. This is our company culture. And that is only done with branding thinking, with reputation thinking. So again, these chapters and this video, video number three, is a summary of these issues, incentive programs, what they do for pricing confusion, you know, the fact that retail consumers want transparency, they want to trust dealers, but they don't trust dealers, and that dealers really do have an opportunity to create an individualized experience. They do have an opportunity to actually start spending time, energy, and dollars on building their brand so that customers want to trust them, so that customers do trust them. So I hope you enjoy this episode. We had a lot of fun making it, have a lot of fun uh, talking about it with you today. And without a doubt, these issues are not going away. They're going to come to a head really quickly. They already are. And I hope that this content helps you pay more attention to it, helps spur the conversation so that we can move forward as an industry together. Hope you enjoy the episode. Any good business sets out to meet the needs of a consumer to solve a problem. The car business was no different. From the early days of Ford, the consumer wanted, needed the motor carriage, and the franchise model served as a way to deliver in full force. A desirable product was produced and the thousands in the franchise dealership network got busy delivering value to customers in the ways they saw fit from a boots on the ground mindset. Extreme transparency and precise consumer demand is really doing a number on the old way. Dale says dealers and manufacturers need to work together to right the ship and fast because today's consumers are noticing something isn't quite right. Today's consumers don't miss anything and they aren't quiet about it. The flow of delivery, manufacturer, dealer, and consumer has seen many changes over the years and has slid from consumer-centric into the minutia of self-preservation to everyone's loss. Chapter two deals primarily with the breakdown of factory incentive programs. Although Dale writes that these below-the-line programs had a rather benign and benevolent beginning, he's quick to add and label them a quiet killer of the car business. Dale recounts his experience with this incentive money when he was a dealer. He points out that it drove the mutually beneficial outcomes of improving relationships with customers and selling more cars. That is no longer the case. Now, in the current all-or-nothing environment, dealers are depending on incentive money for survival. They're being encouraged, intentionally or not, to make decisions such as taking on huge losses on individual vehicles in order to get the incentive money. This cycle leads to more price confusion and overall distrust. As a result of these programs, a buyer can purchase the exact vehicle for thousands less right down the street from a competing dealer, depending on how hard hit that dealer is, how hard they're willing to push for that incentive money. No wonder there's growing pricing distrust, but it's hard to bite the hand that feeds you. And like Dale said, 
today's consumers notice a lot. He cites multiple industry studies showing that consumers just don't like to buy cars from dealers. Only 4% prefer the current buying process and 99% expect a hassle. It's not a good start. Dale gives a great historical summary of the problem all the way back to the 1900s in a wave including Henry Ford, Pearl Harbor, U.S. Senator Mike Monroney, and more. It's a great chance to brush up on your industry history. Buyers' long-standing, poor perception of the industry are fueling companies like TrueCar and Carvana and Amazon as they look to give customers exactly what they want, a positive, friction-free, and transparent experience. Dale's advice at the end of both chapters? The opportunity lies in dealers going all in on delivering an individualized and pleasant experience to consumers. Only then can perceptions begin to change and the benefits of delivering a modern consumer experience begin to be realized. So are you moving in that direction? Or are you letting the incentive winds blow you around? So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Your attention is the biggest compliment you could give. There are several other ways that we hope um, we can help and you can connect with us and the community that are trying to make the dealership industry better. You can go, first of all, you can subscribe to this podcast. It'll be delivered once a week. We try to keep it short and sweet so you can enjoy it on a commute or on a break or do dealers take breaks? I don't know. But either way, we hope you would do that. Also, if you go to Dealers Compressed, Com. We also have the video content that complements, or this audio complements that video content. We've put a lot of time, energy, and money into making it entertaining. There are visuals, there are illustrations, animations. So we hope that you will go to it. It'd be a huge compliment if you shared it with uh, those who you work with in the dealership, other salespeople, other managers, GMs, owners, um, just people in the industry that are produ producing good content or want to make it better. In the end, buy the book. Like I See It by Dale Pollack was kind of the inspiration that started this content series. You can get it. Uh, there's a link on our site, dealerscompressed.com. You can Google it, get it from Amazon. Whatever you do, buy the book, read the book. There's a lot of good stuff in there. So we hope you will join us next week for another episode. Please reach out if we can do anything to help. If you want to talk about the concepts further, or if you have any ideas for new content, we're always willing to help, and we are happy and glad and appreciative to be in the fight with you. This content was produced by Image Auto. I'm Paul J. Daly, and I hope you have a great week.